0: We are the Bride Radio, is the voice of the true Bride of Christ.
1: W.A. TV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ
2: Welcome to News Today with Dr. June Knight as your host on WITB.
1: This is a WATB disclaimer. Good evening, Bride. Good evening. This is your host tonight, Dr.
3: June Knight. Listen, we have a lot going on uh, in the world, and we have a lot that we're going to cover tonight. It's going to be a long broadcast. I haven't been able to do the news as much as I like this week with Brock out of town and getting ready to have his baby. And no, he has not had the baby yet. (laughs) She is still not in labor. She was due a couple of days ago and uh, last week was Braxton and Hicks. So it was a a pre-labor. Pain, so she has not had the baby yet. So, if y'all would please pray uh, for Laura and Brock so that baby Samuel will come on. And so, let's go ahead and we're going to kind of go around the world tonight and we're going to cover a lot of news. Okay. Um, President Trump, did you know that he called himself the father of the vaccine? We all know that he wants the vaccine named after himself, Trump scene. But now he says he is the father of the vaccine. And, of course, he says it again that he deserves the credit uh, for the coronavirus shots. So the ex-president demands praise for the U.S. recovery in an interview with Fox's Maria Bartiromo. Despite leaving the country in disarray, of course, that's their opinion of the pandemic. Okay, let's go ahead. And the reason I brought that up is because somebody wrote me a letter. And I just want you to know, Brad, I really do appreciate your letters. Somebody wrote me a letter and they were talking about how distraught they are that He is so in your face, a part of this agenda and him wanting everything named after himself. He wants all the credit. He wants to know that he is the father of this. He's the man with the plan and how the how his followers act like that doesn't exist. I'm like, it really is. It's the great deception. It really is. Okay, well, let's move on to our two presidents right here. President Biden and uh, President, well, excuse me, Vice President Harris. But they do have it listed, you know, as I said on the website, the Biden-Harris administration. Now, I'm noticing a pattern, bride. I am noticing that they are together way too much. I mean, when I was following President Trump's administration, you know, you hardly ever saw them together. You know, isn't it some type of rule that they're not supposed to be together based upon security fears? But for some reason, these two are together every single day, it looks like. So, uh, this is President Biden meeting with the senators on the best way to invest in America's infrastructure. Now, let me just start out by saying this is an agenda that goes on both sides. The Republicans and the Democrats are working together with the UN. I told you this. They are going to agree on all of these policies that are U.M. based, which is infrastructure, which is the global coming together, all of that, they're all going to be in agreement about. So I, this one's only a minute long. I want you to hear President Biden address the Republicans in the room. Here we go. What we're doing is at the,
4: uh, at the request, the mutual request of us, uh, Getting together, getting the uh, leading Republicans of the Senate together to see if we can work out something on a compromise on infrastructure. Uh, and, uh, and I know they're sincere about it, and so am I. And what we're going to try to do is figure out what we can uh, agree constitutes infrastructure from these, and then see whether or not we're in a position that uh, how, uh, how, how much we want to fund it above the baseline. The baseline meaning what we spent last year and then uh, talk about uh, how, how to proceed from there But I assure you uh, I know some captain. This is in good faith. It's a genuine effort. I think we get there uh, and uh, I'm hoping that uh, Just in case I brought along two of the secretaries who are smarter than I am So they can answer the very tough question. They all can decide I'm
3: looking forward to this meeting and I want to thank y'all for coming in. We appreciate you being here. So thank you for being
4: here.
3: Okay. So he brought the press pool in there basically to show his efforts to try to get along with the right, to try to get along with the Republicans. Uh, But I am telling you Brad, that this is all a farce because They're all together anyway when it comes to the infrastructure. Now, I know that you have all heard probably by now about what's happening with the bridge over coming from Arkansas into uh, Memphis. You know, they've got that bridge down because they say there's a crack in the bridge. They are um, redoing the entire infrastructure. They're actually redoing, Brad the entire country buildings bridges roads transportation vehicles everything is going to the climate change agenda the building back better okay so let's go over here now this is the president as well uh today talking about the coronavirus response and I want you to hear his announcement today. And there she is with him again. It's a great day for America.
4: Our long battle with the coronavirus. Just a few hours ago the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and
3: Okay, pause. Remember, Brad, that I told you every time you see a speech that is of this nature where it's very formal. This is a formal speech. This is protocol at the White House. When you have a formal speech, it's either in the Rose Garden, which is where they're at right now, or it's in the East Room. Okay, or it's in the Press Room. Okay, so this one's in the Rose Garden. He's making an announcement about the CDC. Okay, so this announcement he's making today is on a formal basis, and I want you to see the color of his tie. Notice the color of his tie. Now, I see that one of our YouTube commenters made the point that They need them to be together because if something happens to him, she just picks it right up. I happen to agree with you on that. I believe that they are putting her in uh, these moments of presidential leadership to warm the Americans up to her being able to be at that level. Okay. Because remember the other day when she was doing a meeting with Mexico and I told you, why is she doing this and not Biden? It was very strange, but I believe we all believe, I I believe everybody has this understanding that uh, they are moving her into position somehow and that it is highly unusual that they have put in both of their names in the administration, okay? So let's continue and listen to what he has to say with the UN blue town okay? And how he describes this. CDC announced that
4: they're no longer recommending that fully vaccinated people need to wear masks. This recommendation holds true whether you are inside or outside. I think it's a great milestone, a great day. It's been made possible by the extraordinary success we've had in vaccinating so many Americans so quickly. To date, we've given out 250 million shots in 114 days. And we're seeing the results. Cases are down in 49 of 50 states. The New York Times has reported that hospitalizations are the lowest they've been since April of 2020, over a year ago, right after the start of the pandemic. Deaths are down 80% and also at their lowest level since April 2020. And as the virus tragically rages in other countries, as other nations, even wealthy nations, are mired in the challenges, of slow vaccine rollout and poor economic conditions, as a result, things are very different here. In less than four months, we've gone from 5.5 percent to nearly 60 percent of the adult adults in America with at least one shot in
3: their arm. Can We're you gone believe from that? Nation,
4: an economy that is growing faster 16%. than 60 percent in 40 years gone from an anemic job creation to a record for job creation for a new administration. All of this is a product of prompt action to roll out the vaccine and boost our economy. As I said in my joint address to the Congress, this vaccination effort has been a historic logistical achievement for the United States of America. Over the past 114 days, Our vaccination program has led the world, and that's due to the incredible hard work of so many people, the scientists and researchers, the drug companies, the National Guard, the U.S. military, FEMA, the nation's governors, doctors, nurses, pharmacists, everyone who has moved heaven and earth to get as many shots in the arms of as many Americans as possible. It's truly been an all-hands-on-deck the country effort. You know, some people said we couldn't do this. It would not be until the fall that we had this many people vaccinated. That 2021 might be a washed year for our country as 2020 was. But we proved the doubters wrong. I need to single out one more group to praise the American people the American people. For more than a year, you endured so much and
3: so many... Okay, before he gets started on this little rant here, I want to explain something, Brad. In India, at least what we're being told, okay, in India, they're ravaged with it is what the news is that's being told out there. Okay, so in India, they're being ravaged with it. We know that all of the lockdowns that's been happening in different countries. Okay? Now, this is vital that you listen to me on this. Okay? These other countries have a different story than what we're hearing here. Now, you have to understand as well that each of the countries are different so they have to talk to us different because we are free supposed to be a free people we research you know we have access to information at least right now and we're a very very conservative country i'm talking about the actual makeup of us as a country so they have to be very careful how they roll this out. And what I mean is like, okay, he is about to go into talking about the economy being great and everything's great here. See, it's the same way that President Trump did. If they were to tell the Americans, okay, the economy's collapsed, the economy's collapsing, y'all. Businesses are shutting down, we're running out of food, we're running out of gas. You know, if they were to give a bad report at all right now, people would not go out to get the vaccine. Do you understand what I'm saying? People would, people would be panicking. That's like the news show that I gave you the other day about georgia and how georgia is out of gas in one day the report went out that they were running out of gas and everybody ran to the store so thus it depleted their supply really fast so they have to give this really good report so that people would think that they're really you know have a good chance to go out and get the v and uh do y'all hear what I'm saying? They, You'll hear what I'm talking about. Listen to how he describes our economy right here.
4: Lost jobs. So many businesses lost. So many lives upended. And so many months that our kids couldn't be in school. You couldn't see your friends or family. All the moments that mattered so much, from birthdays to weddings to graduations, all postponed. And most tragically, at all, the lost lives. As the pressurer knows, I carry a card in my pocket with the number of lives lost to COVID as of closed closing business yesterday 580,073 lost lives. So many empty chairs. So many times, a husband or a wife, they know they to touch their spouse. They're not there. Moms and dads, sons and daughters, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, grandparents, neighbors, your coworkers.
3: Brad, do you remember what I told you when he first took office? Do you remember what I said about how they're portraying him? See, he is like the, and if you notice, like when he does his speeches, especially every time he talks about the V, uh, he's very, very empathetic looking, empathetic acting, and empathetic words. Because President Trump was directly opposite. President Trump was very harsh, cold, you know, uh, not very humble. And then you got this guy who is directly opposite. Okay, so let's continue here. Have you been
4: there in other circumstances. I know it's a little solace right now, but I promise you, the day will come when the memory of the loved one you lost will bring a smile to your lips before it brings a tear to your eye. That's when you know you're going to get through it. We'll get through it, but it's a long haul. You have endured all this. When your country asked you to get vaccinated, you did. The American people stepped up. You did what I consider to be your patriotic duty. That's how we got to this point.
3: <laughs> Brad, I'm rolling. I'm reading y'all's comments. I don't mean any disrespect towards our president, but your comments on YouTube are hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Grandpa Joe. (laughs) Brian, I'm rolling. (laughs) Look, Grandpa Joe. Sweet old man, (laughs) rolling (sighs) caring. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the truth. (laughs) Oh, it's just we have both ends of the spectrum, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? We got both ends of the spectrum. (laughs) You would think they can see. This is why I think they're laughing at us because the conservative president, (laughs) the conservative, supposedly conservative president, who we know now is progressive, but he was the one that was the meanie, (laughs) you know, And this guy is the liberal, and he's supposed to be the good guy. I think this is a setup, you know? (laughs) Don't you? (laughs) Oh, man. Woo! Well, I mean, he's old, but still... uh, you know the 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 appearance you know his demeanor and everything i mean you got to look at it from people that are not researchers and they're watching this every day this could really fool a lot of christians think about it this could really fool a lot of christians because you know he is uh, seems very compassionate you know what I mean? But anyway, okay, well, let's let's move on. Y'all get the point. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next day. I'm trying to compose myself. Okay, so let's see this news report about what the CDC did.
0: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with breaking news and good news. It's a watershed moment in the coronavirus pandemic and a sign that life is rapidly returning to normal. Tonight, the Centers for Disease Control says Americans who have been fully vaccinated do not need to wear masks or maintain social distance in almost all situations, whether they're outside or inside. Simply put, President Biden says vaccinated Americans have earned the right to greet each other with a smile. Tonight, about one in every three Americans is now fully vaccinated, and the White House hopes that these newly relaxed restrictions will encourage those who haven't gotten their shots to do so. Still, there are some caveats. The CDC director says people who are not fully vaccinated should keep wearing masks indoors, and that everyone will need to wear them at certain times, including while traveling. And while health officials say this does not mean the pandemic is over, they admit the psychological impact of unmasking is likely to be dramatic and positive for many Americans, myself included. Well, tonight, news comes with lots of questions. All
3: right, let's pause here a minute. Okay, so you got the CDC telling everybody, okay, if you've been fully vaccinated, you do not need a mask. Okay, and then you have the ones who were not vaccinated. They have to wear a mask. Well, anybody with common sense has got to go to the next level with a question. You don't have to be a journalist to already be thinking this in your head. So the question is, how are you going to prove who has the V? This is where I believe the next level that we're going to, Brian. The proving, because let's say, and and we all know the ones that are not vaccinated and they don't like wearing a mask. So let's say you go to a store right now, up until they made this announcement, many people who have been vaccinated but still wearing a mask are looking at you like, You don't care about me. You're selfish because you're in here without a mask on. Some people have been confronted for not wearing a mask. Some people have been arrested. They've been kicked out. They've been dragged out of places because they don't have it on. Okay, so now they have scared everybody to death about this mask. You know there is some ID system coming. You cannot be that dumb. You have to know there has to be an ID system around the corner. So is that going to happen this summer? Because we have the Great Reset coming. We've got um, the July 4th deadline that President Biden keeps talking about. Okay, so let's see what this couple here says about going maskless in most places. So let's see what they got to say here.
0: We have CBS's Dr. John McCook standing by. But first, CBS's Nancy Cordes is going to lead off our coverage from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. The president called this a major milestone, and it comes amid mounting evidence that fully vaccinated Americans are highly unlikely to spread the virus even indoors or in large crowds and so therefore they can stop wearing
4: these and they can stop social distancing this recommendation holds true whether you are inside or outside
0: president biden hailed the new development in the rose garden
4: and you can shake hands you didn't give each other a hug.
0: As the first lady celebrated with a newly maskless crowd in West Virginia. We just learned it as we got off the plane. And here I had gone out to buy one that was coordinated with my outfit. So The CDC says the updated guidance is based on new data about the powerful protection the shots provide. With nearly half of U.S. adults now fully vaccinated, new daily cases in the U.S., have dropped by a third just in the past two weeks, the lowest rate since last September. The Cleveland Clinic found that 99% of hospital admissions for COVID-19 this year involved people who were not fully vaccinated. CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. Now, if you are immune compromised, you will most definitely want to talk to your doctor before giving up your mask. For many Americans, donning a mask has become as automatic as putting on shoes. States and cities first began mandating masks more than a year ago. As of midnight tonight, it will be a requirement. There are some exceptions to the new guidelines. Everyone will still have to mask up in healthcare settings and on planes, buses, and other forms of public transportation. Some local businesses and workplaces they still require masks too. But at this workplace, the changes were immediate. A meeting that began with masks ended
4: without
3: them
0: after the new guidelines were announced halfway through.
3: we heard all about it. The president took his on too. Yeah.
0: And Nancy Cordes is back with us. So, Nancy, is there any plan for people to be required to show proof that they are fully vaccinated? Here we go. There is no such plan, Nora. And the
4: president essentially acknowledged today there will not be an enforcement mechanism. This is all going to have to operate on the honor system. And the hope is that this will incentivize
0: people who haven't been vaccinated to go ahead and get their shots. And that until they are fully vaccinated, that they continue to wear these both for their own safety and for the safety of those around them. All right, Nancy Cordes, thank you. Okay, so the
3: president, though, I did hear him say that. He said that he is not going to listen. He is not going to enforce uh, checking out people with the mask. So we're going to see where that's going to lead. Let's listen to Dr. Fauci talking to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Now, isn't that something? that he is talking to the US Chamber of Commerce from the NIH. All right, let's listen to what he's got to say here.
4: Direction towards normality, to 30, 40, 50, 60, and even 70 on the last count. So we've got to do something about that. That's something we need to address. It is a significant issue. Resurgences of things that we've got to be able to suppress Because as we all know, we want to ultimately, and as soon as we possibly can, and as safely as we possibly can, we want to reopen the country, get it back to some step-by-step direction towards normality. And the way you do that is by a careful process of opening up under certain types of guidelines that we have put out from the Coronavirus White House Task Force. Uh, So those are the kind of things that we're trying to get back in step. I mean, I think the time has come that we really do need to take a look at what's going on and see if we can intensify the things we do to prevent the resurgences that we're seeing. Is the, is the virus evolving? Is the virus the virus coming up is the or how can you imagine it evolving? What does the fall look like? Well, first of all, it's very difficult to predict right now because one of the things about this virus in some respects. It's been, in certain areas, unpredictable. Um, but there are certain things that are predictable, and that is if you don't do certain things and the virus is left to its own devices, it will continue to spread through the population to susceptible people. Now, you say, is the virus changing? I mean, obviously, I don't want to get too technical about it, but this is an RNA virus. And RNA viruses mutate. They always do. That's part of their natural evolution in their replication cycle. The question is, have they mutated so much as to change substantially? There's been a recent study
3: now that that's kind of necessarily
4: applied in vivo to people but has been shown in a situation where you look
3: That's kind of weird, isn't it? The way that he said that, because he said, This is an MRNA virus. Have y'all heard him say that before? Was that code talking to let people know that what we have right now is going to mutate? Does anybody else see what I see? Is that what you understood that to mean? Huh, we're going to have to see. All right, now let's go over here. Okay, this is uh, an article in a magazine called spectrum.iee.org. It says spray on nanoparticle mix turns trees into antennas. The spray on antennas also extend the range of existing antennas by 100 zoom. A small company called Cam Tech. Operations based in Utah have developed a nanoparticle mix that can be sprayed on any vertical object like a tree and make that object as a high powered antenna. Not only can the sprayed on nanoparticles make trees into antennas, but it can also extend the range of an existing antenna by a factor of 100, according to one of the principals of the company, Anthony Sutera. For instance, in RFID tags, which I already told you about that, that's Radio Frequency Identification Device, the nanoparticle spray extended the readable range of the tag from a mere 5 feet to 700 feet. All right, let me... I haven't read this article, but let me tell you what's popping up in my mind right now. All right, y'all pay attention, Miss Grace. Don't get sidetracked. Listen, this is important to know because these people that get the chip, okay, these people that get the uh and are connected now, okay. The RFID takes, because this is all in my book, the Mark of the Beast book. I talk about this in my book about RFID chips. The RFID chips can only reach so far. So, in other words, they can, um, their reach, their frequency can only reach so far. So what we're hearing here is that they are now going to be spraying trees so that it'll reach further. I don't know if you understand really to the depth of what this means, uh, but it's not good. It's meaning Internet of Everything. Everything which we're going to talk about this tonight, okay? I have already told you, Brian, about Internet of Things, Internet of Bodies, Internet of Medical Things, Internet of Thoughts, remember? Now they've expanded it, Internet of Everything, which means everything, like this is a good example. Everything will be connected. The sad thing is, is uh, when we was all little, okay, I'm 52. When I was little and I thought about tribulation time, because I know some people don't believe we're in tribulation, I'm definitely 100%, 1,000% convinced that we are here. But when we was little and we thought about the tribulation time, you know, we really compared it to the movies we used to see of like Left Behind and, you know, all those type of movies, right? We would have never thought that the Internet would be like like it is with the mesh. Remember me teaching you about the mesh. Let me show you the mesh this is the mesh see these data nodes here and you see all of the the different uh connections and then look like here in the city here uh it's where everything is connected it's called a mesh if you can look at it like everything is like a world you cannot see but it's like a uh a dome of internet but it's like everything it's like you're walking through a a a spider's nest really it's kind of like what it is but this is the world that we're stepping into now and guess who started all this president trump now that we see everything escalating to where They're destroying nature and everything with all of this vomit. It started with him. And you say, how? Well, do you remember when he put in 5G last year? Remember when? He was the one that was the head of the G7. He was the one in charge of putting it in. Without 5G, none of this would be possible. He paved the way this is the mesh this is the internet of everything will be connected and will be talking okay so let's go ahead and finish reading okay the material that chemtech came up with contains nanoparticles which, by the way, i got to tell you, Brad, that I went to buy a deodorant today. And that secret deodorant had a technology tag on the front. And now I'm paying attention to what's in. Y'all need to, Brad. You need to pay attention to your chemicals now when you buy stuff. Because they're putting it in everything. Shampoos, deodorants. And I looked. Uh, And it had it on there, and I was like, nope. And I put it back and got something else that didn't have uh, technology in it. But anyway, uh, in other words, these nanoparticles are growing everywhere. That when sprayed on a surface, act as nanocapacitors. Let me see what this is, because I can tell you what's in my mind about what this is. So let's see the official definition. The process is similar to one used to make memory chips. Next, you deposit a very thin layer of metal, then a thin layer of insulator, then another thin layer of metal into these pores. These three layers act as nanocapacitors, electrodes, and an insulating layer. Nanocapacitors with big energy storage. MIT technology, oh, we don't trust them. Okay, let's see, nanocapacitors. Communicate directly with the brain's electrical system, telling it to turn down the volume of a pain signal like a bio antenna. This allows your brain to send help reducing the pain immediately. Also, it's the Kalo pain patch. Who in the world would want anything like that? Presumably those nanocapacitors resonate in such a way that boosts the signal, but that's my speculation. Yeah, it boosts the signal. That's what they're talking about with those trees. The Maryland research team's new devices are electrostatic nanocapacitors, which dramatically increase energy storage density of such devices by a factor of 10 over that commercially available devices. Okay, all right. So the nanocapacitors charge and discharge very quickly and don't create any heat. They can reduce the efficiency of your typical copper antenna. The trick was to get the nanocapacitors to spread out in just the right pattern. All right, let's hear his presentation for a minute. Huh, showing a brain and a light bulb.
4: Low power. I want to speak to you for a bit about uh, the technology uh, we did sort of stumble on. It's a, a company called Camtech. We do nano spray on antenna material. So, the way this began, let me, let me start over from it. So, if you take a typical device, a wireless phone or a radio, whatever it is that's, that you have in your hand, can you imagine being able to have a device that's already being manufactured that can transmit twice as far with the same amount of power or transmit with the same footprint using only half the power. Now, can you imagine for a minute that same device being able to transmit from the depths of the oceans to outer space with effortlessly transmitting between themselves? Wow! Also, think about a highway. If you go down the road and you have a painted stripe on the highway and have broadband connectivity connected to your vehicle as you run down the highway through a bunch of array of antennas
3: Ah, uh, uh, technology
4: is a, uh,
3: uh-huh. a technology with a bunch of spray
4: on particles. Next slide, please. So, okay, uh, pause, pause, so
3: pause, pause. Okay, so what he's saying is you can drive down the interstate, your car is driving on these painted stripes that has these nanoparticles in them, then you have these trees that have the nano spray on them, they, everything is watching. Everything is watching. Everything is connected. All right, let's
4: listen. let's Likely towers that you see cluttering the, the landscape Getting them to blend into to space, and then the buildings and the greenery. Look at
3: this. You can more ugly
4: sites. You could paint on the walls. You could paint cell towers. Anything you like with that. I want to talk for a little bit about where this all came from. You can
3: paint anything, um, my, you my said. Our
4: for our company was to create a conformal antenna for special operations. I have a business partner. He came to me with a problem. He said, now when I had my job and when I was in the theater, I couldn't get—I couldn't transport antennas, I couldn't transmit, I couldn't hide them, conceal them. Did we had a solution for that, so I went to the drawing board and came up with a technology that would allow what I thought would be a seventy-five percent solution to the problem—a wow. antenna that could transmit maybe as well as a standard antenna, or if it didn't, it could save the save the butt in a pinch. So we were asked by the government to try our technology out in the field, and this literally is the first picture of the first test we ever did. Um, We went out in the field, applied this antenna to the tree, uh, we transmitted on it, and we had a team, a government team test the results from it. They came back to us and said, hey, this thing is working better, much better than our standard antenna, which they, they had a very good, good standard antenna as a baseline. So I said, well, that's great, but let's try it again and make sure that...
3: I'm going to tell y'all something. I am going to tell you something. All you Christians out there, listen to me. This is an abomination. Those trees, this those trees will hate this. They will hate it. Because can you imagine what the nanobots are doing to the trees? Oh, bride. Oh, no. No wonder the U.N. wants to plant a billion trees. Remember President Trump doing that last year where the America did, like, millions of trees? Y'all probably don't remember it, but I do. This is why they're doing the trees. Duh. Duh. They need this they need all of these trees to give lucifer eyes remember i told you how he needs technology to see and that's what they want to do they want to see everything i'm that's what i'm saying Brad. when we was little i would have never thought that technology would be this invasive But I'm going to tell you, this is an abomination to trees. Because trees are God's creation. They are our breath. You realize, I wonder what this is going to do to the oxygen layers. If they're going to saturate the trees with chemicals, how is that going to affect the oxygen levels? I mean, if you want to talk about, whatever happened to climate change here? You know what I'm saying? Like, where are the people hugging the trees right now? But this explains why they're planting trees everywhere. Poor trees. Poor little trees just getting invaded like this is so sad. But we're in tribulation. They are destroying the earth. And guess what else, bride? Not only this, okay, but if you think about how these scientists, you know, President Biden tells us to basically worship science. If you look at how they are mixing breeds, I consider them doing this the same as mixing breeds. If they're mixing breeds like technology okay like you know how we need to make up a new name you know how they're trying to make us transhumanism what about plants transplants transplantations we need to come up with a name that's what they're doing to the plants they're trying to make them into robots this it's terrible. Wow, Jesus saves. That is really something. I feel sorry for the trees. I just love trees. I think about the trees when the Bible says the trees of the field will clap their hands. I also think about that story about the horses. I told y'all that story in Mississippi when I was writing my two books, the twin books, the garden twins, and God put me in that cabin, which was a horse trailer, and how those horses, I told you, were drinking water by the pond one night, and the sun was setting, and all of a sudden, the a big thunder hit the heavens, And I saw the horses react to God. It was the most, it was an awestruck moment. Because those horses, when that thunder struck like that, it shook the earth. They took, because there's like six horses. They took their heads and their heads went straight up to the sky. And I was in awe because I was like, they was telling God, yes, sir that is the look that they gave him like yes sir what do you want to say and then they stood there in fear for a minute and then they ran into the trees the trees protected those poor horses from the storm coming and i went into the lady's house who is my intercessor and I told her the amazing thing I saw. She goes, yeah, that's what they'll do. Them horses will run in the trees and the trees will protect the horses. It's pretty amazing. But anyways, I see this and it really makes me grieve for the earth. But sin does the same thing to the earth. Sin is a stench. It's a a terrible thing to the earth. We really know what's going on.
4: So they asked us back the next day, we came back out, they replicated the test. Not only did we uh, uh, get the same good results, they computated the results and we were in the order of magnitude better than their best antenna that they transmitted on. So this was when everything shifted for us. So I want to talk a little bit about history for a minute. Um, 120 years ago, Tesla and Marconi had the first radio system, and it used a wire as an antenna, a copper wire. So the copper wire that was used 120 years ago basically is the same type of technology we use now on almost every mainstream radio device, from cell phones to, to wireless routers to everything. It's just a, it's a piece of wire. It's either coiled up or it's uh, pointed, directed, or set up in an array. It's the same technology. So, the issue with that is, if you've ever been around an antenna, say on a cop car, when you transmit on it, it gets extremely hot. So, if there's a lot of heat coming out of the antenna, what does that tend to tell us? The antenna is not very efficient. If you go up to a cop car, even after they're done transmitting, within a few seconds, you put your hand on the antenna and it'll burn burn the hell out of you. So, we understand that that antenna was not very efficient. Also, a lot of people have researched putting other type of metals on a copper conductor to try to dissipate the heat. Um, And they're also, the only other way to turn the power up is what we call...
3: Okay, y'all can listen to that later if you want to. But, look at here. But from the little I can find out about the technology, it seems to be what Soteric claims. A patent was issued last month. However, as far as some of the capabilities for the spray-on antenna, I haven't been able to confirm them. Nonetheless, it's not without precedent for nanoparticles to improve antenna range. Last year, researchers at the University of Illinois used nanoparticles to create a 3D antenna for cell phones. In that case, the 3D antennas that the research team developed were an order of magnitude better. Using such performance metrics as gain, efficiency, bandwidth, and range than the typical monopole designs. But this product seems to take it all to another level. Perhaps most intriguing from an everyday electronics user perspective is that they sprayed the nanoparticles onto an iPhone antenna and put it into a Faraday cage. Wow. When they compared the dBm from the standard antenna to the one they sprayed, they measured an increase of 20 dBm from the standard antenna. Wow, which means the Faraday cage wouldn't stop it, Brad. Ain't that the way you take that right there? Oh, okay, well, let's move on to the next thing. German police warn of fake COVID vaccine passport problem. Police have said forged coronavirus vaccine documents are becoming an increasing problem. The issue has arisen amid lockdown relaxations for people who have been vaccinated against or recovered from the virus. Police officials in Germany on Thursday warned that criminals had already begun to sell illicit proof of COVID-19 vaccinations and that the problem looked set to linger. The warning comes after Germany lifted certain lockdown requirements for individuals who have been vaccinated against or recovered from coronavirus. Wow, that sounds like what we're going through right now what are their police concerns police officials warn that potentially infectious individuals could use the forgeries to escape travel quarantine requirements or access services that otherwise require negative coronavirus tests and spread the virus all
0: right
3: Germany to loosen COVID restrictions for vaccinated people, just like they're doing here. All right, so let's move on to the next deal. Phil says digital identity registration system to be fast tracked. Praise for potential to improve financial inclusion efforts and vaccine distribution all right notice the little logo here with the blue the yellow and the red remember the threes all the logos with the threes the national economic development development authority NEDA secretary Carl Kendrick Chua has praised the Philippine identification system for its potential in three digital identity-related areas of development. Speaking during the Human Capital Ministerial Conclave organized by the World Bank, Chua specifically mentioned subsidy distribution, financial inclusion, and efficient vaccine distribution as benefits of the biometrics-backed national digital identity system. Are you hearing this? The NEDA secretary also defined the new system as a means to turn the crisis sparked by pandemic into a chance to embark on certain long-standing reforms. The COVID-19 pandemic has revealed several institutional weaknesses, including the difficulty in identifying beneficiaries for social programs. This is what I was telling you earlier. How are they going to identify who has what? They're going to have to have an ID system. Given this, the president gave the directive to accelerate the implementation of the field CIS. We aim to register 50 to 70 million individuals by the end of the year. The Philistine, the Philip, oh, excuse me. The Philippine Statistics Authority opened the second biometrics-focused part of the registration process for PhilSys in January. See, let me tell you what I think's happening, Brad. It's just like when I wrote my paper when I was in grad school, when I compared a product between the United States and the United Kingdom. I said, and this was just based on them, then, that the United States, is they do, they sell products differently here because we are a Christian nation. We're, we're more conservative. We have more watchdogs. We will cry out. We will warn. Okay. These other countries don't have that. You have to understand this. In other countries, they don't have television like we do. Let me give you an example. When I was in uh, London, their whole society is built around a monarch system. Even their children's shows, everything is geared around a king and a queen. It is not geared around you as an individual. It is geared around. Uh, they're very limited in their television. They're not allowed to watch American television. They see in their world over there. They are now. This was back in 2012. They may have changed license then, but in their world, they believe they're right. Like, one of the shocking things over there was with black people. Okay, their black people over there are very formal. They're very uh, astute, is the way I can explain. And they look down upon black people who say, because I interviewed people over there, and they told me. They didn't like it. They're like, why do they dress like that? You know, their culture is a lot different than ours. Uh, you know, in our culture uh, in the United States, we're free for people to express their self in every way. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Because I'm not putting down people that sag or anything like that. I'm saying that in our culture in the United States, we can do anything we want to do and everybody mostly gives everybody freedom to express their You know, if they I mean, we don't want them sagging where everything's hanging out. But uh, if they want to wear their pants that way, if they want to wear their hair purple, if they want to cut all their hair off, you know, if they want to wear a dress, you know, a woman wear a dress or a woman wear a pants, you know, that's the word, Heather. They're very proper. They're very proper over there. You know, they're very worldly. They're very worldly over there, very materialistic. You know, over here, they're very expressive and a lot different, you know. So anyways, uh, all these other countries, though, that are already rolling this out, They've got to ease it on us. They can't do this over there. I mean, they can't do that over here. As fast as they're doing it over there is what I'm trying to tell you. You know, plus it depends on what kind of government they have, the culture they have, how they have primed their country, and all. there's a whole lot that goes into it. So don't think, oh, that'll never happen over here. Oh, it will. It's just gonna come in some different form. Some different way. Like the way that President Trump did with the church. Exactly. Think about how he wooed them into the beast. Okay, so let's move forward. Hey, look at this one. This is according to technocracy.news. Study. This is a study being done. The third wave of sickness and death will be dominated by those who have been fully vaccinated. This is according to this author. The next big wave of COVID infections already hitting states such as Michigan will be dominated by people who have been fully vaccinated. This was predicted by the authors of a scientific study published in the British medical journal between 60 and 70% of third wave COVID deaths and hospitalizations will be from people who were fully vaccinated. According to the study summary of further modeling of easing restrictions published March 31st by the London school of hygiene and tropical medicine. This may at least partially explain why Detroit area hospitals are filling up with COVID patients. Now, this was the end of April, so I don't know what it is uh, now. Okay, LJ and Joe are moderators. Okay, well, let me get them. Uh, let's say LJ and Joe. I don't even see them in here. There's Joe. Okay, let's take care of Joe. All right, there's Joe, but I don't see LJ. There's LJ, gotcha. All right, there y'all go. Okay, so anyways, uh, it says between 60 and 70% of third-wave COVID deaths are hospitalizations will be from those who are fully vaccinated, according to this hospital. Uh, and then it says that the Detroit area hospitals are filling up with COVID patients. But you won't read about this angle to the story from anyone in the mainstream media. They are reporting the story as simply a new wave of COVID hospitalizations and deaths caused by a UK-based variant of the virus that has nothing to do with the high rate of vaccinations. Mainstream news outlets have yet to express the tiniest bit of curiosity as to why the big spike in COVID is taking place even in large percentages of the public have been vaccinated. Okay, well, let's move over here. Listen to this governor. Listen here.
4: Hey, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. Enjoy a free Chick-fil-A breakfast entree May 10 through 15. Just open the app, enable location services, and place your mobile order to redeem.
3: Everybody loves Chick <laughs> Fil All right. Let's see if I got the volume up.
4: March of 2020, we faced tremendous unknowns as the first coronavirus case was confirmed in our state. We didn't know how quickly it would spread. This we is didn't Ohio. Know how to test for How to treat it? We didn't know if it would overrun our healthcare system, and we certainly did not know the enormity of the impact it would ultimately have on all of our lives. But what we did know is Ohioans are strong, caring, and resilient, and that we would be in this
3: together. (laughs) I'm sorry, Brad, but I have got to talk about that person that's doing the sign language. Do y'all see the person, the, ex, the expressions of the person doing the sign language? Yes, this is the Ohio governor. All right, here we go.
4: You yeah. showed grit, determination, and such great compassion. Our exhausted, beleaguered nurses, health care workers, acted so heroically. Ohioans encouraged each other looked out for each other. From flying the American flag, to kids creating heartfelt chalk drawings on driveways reminding us to do our part, to our Ohio National Guard members of the food banks. Ohio's greatest natural and economic resource is, and always has been, our people. During this pandemic, I knew we would save our economy only by first saving lives the most important thing. And by staying apart in those early months, highlands actually came together, saving countless lives. Then the vaccine arrived. I'll never forget that feeling of great joy and relief as early on a cold December morning, Fran and I watched a delivery truck bring the first precious doses of vaccine to our state. Now, at first, demand far outstripped supply, we all remember that. We prioritized our most vulnerable hires, the elderly, our health care workers, those born with serious medical conditions, and those with the developmental disabilities. Initially...
3: I'm sorry, bro. I cannot watch that. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, that guy. I don't know why they would pick some. I oh, they to do though. sign language. The guy is crazy. <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's just read what he said. Okay, we'll. Okay, the Ohio health orders will be removed June the second. Restrictions will remain in nursing homes and assisted living facilities, but all other health orders, including capacity limits, social distancing rules, and the mask mandate, will end three weeks from Wednesday. All right, let's go to the next deal here. All
4: right, let's watch this one. Kroger is offering employees $100 in cash, and Scott's Miracle Grove, Worthington Industries, Marathon, and many others have provided clinics at their work sites for employees and for their families. We need more businesses to offer these kinds of incentives. I want to return to our 12 to 17-year-olds, getting them vaccinated, Is so important that we will have a separate incentive for them. Two weeks from tonight, on Wednesday, May 26, we will announce the winner of a drawing of all those 17 year olds and under who have been vaccinated. And the winner, the winner, will receive a full four-year scholarship to any one of our state.
3: University. That is sad. Born. So sad. What a travesty. Are you hearing this? Bribing teenagers to get the V. How horrible. Telling, and this guy's a Republican. What a farce. What The Republicans have lost their everlasting mind. I have no respect for the Republicans anymore. No respect for Republicans anymore. I am done. I cannot believe I thought he was a Democrat. I thought only a Democrat would push a lottery. (sighs) This is terrible. y'all hear what he is saying? Do you hear what he is saying about children? He is bribing these children that they will be in a drawing and get a free college education if they do it. I'm not believing this. Oh, I don't know how the parents are not throwing a fit. night in Ohio. Where is the church right now? Why ain't the church screaming about this up there? You know what I'm saying? This is terrible. Next Tuesday, on May 18th, an
4: electronic portal will be opened up for young people who have been vaccinated to be able to register.
3: An electronic portal. An electronic portal. They right there I ought to tell you, demonic. I know it, Jamie. You try to tell these people what the Republicans are doing. What about what they're doing in California supporting a transgender nominee? People don't care about God anymore. They have sold their soul. Anybody that partners with this mess? I know there's not anyone. Uh, I know it, Joe. There's not anyone that is defending the church out there.
4: It's sad.
3: I know it, Linda. Me either. Ah. Uh,
4: And we will do this every
3: Wednesday for five straight Wednesdays. What? They're doing this every Wednesday for five straight Wednesdays? Every church in Ohio should be picketing his office. They should be throwing a fit. I don't know what is wrong with the church.
4: Uh, Each time, randomly selecting one student to receive a full four-year scholarship. Now let's talk about adults. Adults. Two weeks from tonight, on May 26th, we will announce a winner of a separate drawing for adults, adults who have received at least their first dose of the vaccine. This announcement will occur each Wednesday for five weeks and the winner each Wednesday will receive $1 million. What? what One million? million? The Ohio vaccine million drawing will be derived from the Ohio Secretary of State's publicly available voter registration database. Wow. Further, we will make available a webpage for people to sign up for drawings if they're not in the database that we're using. Oh. The Ohio Department of Health will be the sponsoring agency for the drawings, and the Ohio Lottery will conduct them. The money will come from existing federal corona, coronavirus relief funds. To be eligible to win.
3: Can you believe? Now, this is another thing that churches should throw a fit about in Ohio. You're going to give away a million dollars to somebody just because they got a shot. A million dollars? for five weeks that is five million dollars five million dollars well, What cdc's website says there's zero percent risk to children who get to be <sighs> Where is the church? That's right, Lori. Where in the world is the church right now? Did y'all know that I was talking to a lady today about a certain church? And it is like the majority of the, especially NAR churches. NAR churches most of them like 99 percent of them do not even talk about any of this they don't talk about any of the things happening in the country but yet they want to tell everybody to vote for president trump can you believe the farce of this can you believe it listen You have got, oh, these ministers get up there and preach like it's 1999. They are preaching like nothing is happening out there. They don't care that people are committing suicide out there. They don't care that people are depressed. They don't care that people's anxiety levels are through the roof. They don't care that nanobots are being sprayed on trees. I mean, they don't care. I was watching this certain preacher, and he was telling everybody, don't you worry about the the Antichrist coming. Don't you worry about that. You worry about Jesus coming. All this stuff, who cares what happens right now? You know the Lord's going to be with you. Well, first of all, yes, we do know that. But second of all, the Bible says that he warns those that he loves. He warns them. Jesus does not want us to be caught off guard. He warns and prepares us. We are his bride. Don't you think that he would toughen us up? To prepare us for battle? Yes, he is not going to have us be sideswiped by the devil and definitely not going to participate in the vomit. So then I asked this person that I talked to, I said, is your pastor? What are they saying about the V? She goes, absolutely nothing. He doesn't say either way. Well, you know, silence is a yes. Silence is a yes. You might as well just come out and tell everybody in your congregation. And how terrible it is. But you know that woman called me to tell me she's not going to go to church there anymore. Because you know why? She has been paying attention to my logo class. Bride. if you have not seen that, you need to watch those three presentations that I did about logos and the mark of the beast. You need to see it because it will open your eyes like this right here. Look at that logo up there, the Ohio channel. Uh huh, in the un blue. You need to pay attention to this stuff because she said he has that in his logo. This certain pastor he changed the name of his church this year or either at the end of last year to a name that sounds very Jewish, you know, and he talks a lot of the same things. The same words that they're saying together and return and all this other stuff. So you need to watch those presentations. Okay, I'm in shock that they're going to be doing this. This is so sad for Ohio. What? Ohio used to be so conservative. But this guy right here is a Republican. What a farce. All right, so let's move on to the next deal here. One million it is
4: there, right? vaccinated adults in the state of Ohio getting a chance to win big. I mean, really big. They've announced a $1 million lottery for those with at least one COVID shot. The giveaway takes place over the next five weeks in an effort to boost vaccinations across the state. The prizes then will be funded with federal pandemic relief money. Ohio how Governor Mike DeWine with me now on the incentive? Governor, good morning to you. I love original thinking. And I got to tell you, man, uh, this sure is novel. Why is it necessary? Well, one of the things that Fran and I have found out as uh, we've traveled around the state, we've been to over 40 vaccination sites, and we only just talked to people who are getting vaccinated. And you've got people in, in Ohio and across the country who got vaccinated. We've got 42% of our citizens are now vaccinated. You've got people who clearly are not gonna get it. They have every right to make that decision. But then you have people in the middle, and they're the kind of the persuadable people. And they're people who may have just put it off. Uh what we find is that people who are getting vaccinated who've had the chance for you know several months to get it, you know, they say, Well, my spouse talked me into it, or my you know, my my son brought me in today. Um, so it's clear that some people can be persuaded and maybe you know, we can help kind of push them along to to, to do this because there's nothing more important. As I look at the future of Ohio the next few months and into the winter, nothing's more important uh, to saving lives and nothing is more important to keeping our uh, state moving forward than getting more and more Ohioans vaccinated. Okay, yeah, I get that. Listen, you were early on a Republican governor in your state. I mean, you, you were on this COVID thing quite quickly uh, with the mandates that you put in place there in, in Ohio. It seems, however, if you're going to give a million bucks a week and you're going to give, what, five full four-year scholarships at Ohio Public University, that, that you're really trying to
3: drive the incentive. Yeah, and look at Fox News promoting this. Oh, wait a minute. Could this be a part of the America First platform of Donald J. Trump? Oh, wait a minute, isn't it Fox News that's also promoting the transgender candidate in California? Yes. Why? Because they're all working with the UN. So what does
4: that say? Well, there's a lack of willingness of the people to, to get the shot. Well, there are people who don't want it, and they you know they have a right not to get it. we're not really talking about them. What we're talking about is people who have just kind of delayed, I mean, we find people who say, yeah, I I, I was always going to get it, but, you know, just didn't get around to it. Uh, Or now I can walk in and and get it without having to make an, an appointment. So everybody is kind of in a different place. And so it's the people at the margins that we think that this will maybe push some people over and Look, you can say it's a waste of money. Uh, I talked to the people of Ohio last night. I said, look, some people are going to say Mike DeWine's crazy and that this is a big waste of money. But I'll tell you what the real waste is. What the real waste is is when somebody at this stage, when we
3: have the I want y'all to look at the flag behind his head. Look at that right there. With the triangle down and the circle in the middle. The circle in the middle. Who does that remind you of? What does that look like to you? Where's all my logo students out there? What does this flag look like to you? When you look at this whole picture right here, what do you see? Show me all the things in this picture They should cause you to pause. That is funny, Sherry. Dave Ramsey says the lottery is for people who are bad at math. You see the sun back here? Yeah. Red circle makes you think of China. Ah, oh, it does. Yeah, good point. Good job, Heather Chambliss. You get an A++ plus plus, woman. She's the first one to catch on to it. The Masonic apron. Bam, 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 bam. Good job, sis. Good job. Who else has that that we know of? has a flag like that that they use all the time on their TV shows. How about Kenneth Copeland? Uh Uh-huh. But on this one, this farm-looking one with the circle, it could be the Ohio's uh, thing, though. all right well let's go on to the next deal top scientists question the need for COVID-19 booster shots what you mean you may have to have booster shots yes COVID-19 vaccine developers are making ever bolder assertions that the world would need yearly booster shots or new vaccines to tackle concerning coronavirus variants. But some scientists question when or whether such shots will be needed. In interviews with Reuters, more than a dozen influential infectious disease and vaccine development experts said there is a growing evidence, that a first round of global vaccinations may offer enduring protection against the coronavirus and its most worrisome variants discovered to date. Some of these scientists expressed concern that public expectations around COVID-19 boosters are being set by pharmaceutical executives rather than health specialists, although many agreed that preparing for such a need as a precaution was prudent. They fear a push by wealthy nations for repeat vaccination as early as this year will deepen the divide with poorer countries that are struggling to buy vaccines and may take years to inoculate their citizens even once. But, Brad, we know there's booster com- boosters coming. We know that for sure. All right, let's continue here. Commanding General at Fort Campbell issues new guidelines. Unvaccinated soldiers cannot take pass or leave base considered non-deployable. Recently, Commanding General M.G. J.P. McGee, issued new guidelines for unvaccinated soldiers at the 101st Airborne Division during a virtual town hall Tuesday night. As of today, unvaccinated soldiers cannot take a pass and cannot take leave, which is earned from time served. And according to our source, unvaccinated soldiers are now considered non-deployable. Let me tell you why this is a farce, Brad because they told them they was not going to be forced now if you talk to them like this you are forcing them previous to this there was a 20 mile restriction on pass and lead policy from our source this is essentially taking any choice away from soldiers see that's what i'm saying Any choice away from soldiers who have sworn an oath to protect and defend this country. Absolutely embarrassing how they handle something like this. First of all, they should not be allowed to do that to soldiers. They're they're strong-arming them to take it. Isn't that sad? What it? Yeah, not forced to, but punished if they don't. So what are they going to do? Are they just going to get out and then let them out easy? Do you think they're going to say, okay, well, if y'all are going to do that, I want to get out? Would they let them out? If you're not going to let me go and leave and see my family, then I'm quitting. I don't want to be in the military. Or do they have to sign a four-year contract where they're not allowed to leave? If so, they're in prison. These people are in prison. I mean, what do you, what do you think? But I can just hear some of you saying, yeah, but you know, when they're in the military, they sign their life away. When they go to other countries, they're they're forced to take all them other vaccines. I mean, I can just hear people saying that, but on something like this, shouldn't they be able to choose? That's what I thought. They're not going to let them out, are they? Alright, well, let's continue. okay the world economic forum build back better
4: literally
3: the provision of fair access to quality space to live and do business is essential to overall health of society but buildings account for 40 percent of global greenhouse gas emissions and 50% of the world's energy consumption, and 40% of raw materials. This is a clear mandate for the industry to transition to a future where buildings are livable, sustainable, resilient, and affordable. In our report, A Framework for the Future of Real Estate, we have developed a vision for the future of real estate a future in which buildings provide us comfort, are equipped for the most unprecedented of events, support our health and the planet, and are affordable and accessible for all of society. We resolve that real estate should be livable, creating suitable habitats for a rich, culturally vibrant existence. Typically in major cities around the world, people spend about 90% of the day indoors which makes buildings instrumental in ensuring livability. Well, Brian, for one thing, we know they're going to change the windows. Remember I told you about the windows having internet? Uh, They're going to change. All right, like, look at here. Okay, number one, fast track digitalization and innovation. They're talking about what is different that they're going to do to buildings. Technology will be one of the most important enablers to usher in the new era of real estate. Buildings are now generating enormous amounts of data. They can be harvested to inform operating, maintenance, and investment decisions. But to create scale and efficiencies, an interconnected system of smart buildings that operate together will need to be rolled out. Data privacy and security must also be top priority to ensure occupants and owners are protected. Can you believe that? They are wanting all of this. And the thing is, the United States is already doing it. Colonial Pipeline paid hackers nearly $5 million in ransom. Can you believe that? Colonial Pipeline paid nearly $5 million to Eastern European hackers on Friday, contradicting reports earlier this week that the company had no intention of paying an extortion fee to help restore the country's largest fuel. Pipeline, according to two people familiar with the transaction, The company paid the hefty ransom in difficult to trace cryptocurrency within hours after the attack, underscoring the immense pressure faced by the Georgia-based operator to get gasoline and jet fuel flowing again to major cities along the eastern seaboard, those people said. A third person familiar with the situation said the U.S. government officials are aware that Colonial made the payment. Can you believe this? Yeah, and the fact that they paid it in cryptocurrency. Yeah, they can trace it through that. It's crazy. The president said he had no comment on it. Oh, yeah, listen to this. The hackers, which the FBI said are linked to a group called Dark Side, specialize in digital extortion and are believed to be located in Russia or Eastern Europe. On Wednesday, media outlets, including the Washington Post and Reuters, Also based on anonymous sources reported that the company had no immediate intention of paying the ransom. First of all, I thought it was, I know it, DG. First of all, I thought it was against the law to pay ransoms. Yeah, that's right. They are going to blame Russia no matter what. That's true. Russia or China. All right, well, let's go over here. All right, why businesses must drive the next evolution in global connectivity. This is according to the World Economic Forum. Deployment of 5G networks is resource intensive, will require support from businesses. Businesses stand to benefit significantly from 5G innovation and will be the driving force behind adoption. To accelerate global growth post-pandemic, now they're calling this post-pandemic, Brian, 5G needs to be integrated with the other prominent technologies, including Wi-Fi and the cloud. Smart cities, cloud-enabled crop management, digitized healthcare systems, and long awaited autonomous vehicles will all be enabled by 5G thanks to President Trump. While individual citizens and consumers stand to benefit greatly from all these innovations, it is not a monthly increase to cell phone plans that will pay for them, it is businesses and public sector organizations. That will adopt and utilize the vast array of new technologies enabled by by what bride by five G, and this opportunity for innovation is what will drive value back to network operators deploying this new and, in, and expensive infrastructure across the world. So everything, the Internet of Everything, is rolling on end right All right Bridge over Mississippi River closed for repairs after inspectors discover major crack River transport grinds to a halt There is that bridge going from Arkansas over to Tennessee Tennessee officials have closed a bridge spanning the Mississippi River. After inspectors found a crack in the structure, the closure has delayed vital river traffic and serves as a reminder of the U.S.'s decaying infrastructure. See, they're trying to show you why uh, they have to spend all this money on infrastructure. These are the photos of the crack that they're showing. There's the crack. It could take months and not weeks to fix their thing. U.S. fuel shortage is a nightmare, a direct consequence of terrible policy decisions, says endless. Okay, well, let's go over here. Dealing with COVID catastrophe, India is now reporting black fungus. Have you heard about this one? There's a fungus among us. Have you heard it? All right. Uh, The fungal infection may be hitting harder due to steroids used to treat COVID. All right. Let's watch this and see what she's got to say here.
0: Try to incentivize people to get vaccinated in india we're reminded daily that this horrific pandemic is far from over today we saw bodies bodies washing up on india's fabled ganges river oxygen continues to be in short supply in hospitals and the crisis is showing no signs of letting up maggie ruley has been on the ground there now for several days and files this in-depth report for us
4: the scenes are
0: apocalyptic There just isn't enough oxygen, not enough staff, not enough hospital beds. Crematoriums are working in overdrive, lighting up the night sky. Hospitals are overflowing. The healthcare system in India has all but collapsed. The world's second most populous country is facing catastrophic shortages as it's being battered by
4: COVID. a virus they were able to control relatively well last year
0: but now it's a different story. This disturbing video appearing on social media yesterday. Local authorities are investigating a video showing bodies floating in the Ganges River. Autopsies are being carried out to determine if the people died from COVID-19. Outside of Delhi, pictures of an abandoned ICU surfaced online last week. With No medical staff in sight. Families went frantically searching for loved
4: ones, only to find them dead. The hospital reportedly ran out of oxygen.
0: The administrator saying she ordered the doctors and nurses to hide after staff were attacked by grieving family members a week before. This widely circulated video is now being investigated by local
4: authorities.
0: <laughs> Their grief turned into anger as people in India are in a fight to survive. Nearly 330,000 new cases and close to 4,000 deaths in the last day alone. Experts believe those numbers are drastically underreported, and the real number could be five to ten times higher. Extreme circumstances call for extreme responses. India's capital,
4: New Delhi, locking down again, turning a vibrant, bustling city to an eerie ghost town.
0: This is the quietest people say they have ever seen New Delhi. The shopping malls normally packed and vibrant now completely locked
4: down, but. In a city of nearly 22 million people, it's nearly impossible for everyone to
3: social distance. Okay, now I want to tell you something that I know about India. India had the social system there. I believe that the social credit system that they had in China moved over to India. I also know that they had a a national id system so i don't know if it's related to this but i just wanted to throw that in there that i knew that about india all right sullivan county considers requiring vaccinations for nursing home staff amid outbreak all right let's see where this is at sullivan county complex all right let's check this out after the ad <laughs> it's really disheartening when you know three months
4: later after our last outbreak and after our residents are fully uh, vaccinated that um, that it popped up again 92 percent of residents got the vaccine including 12 of the 13 who tested positive they have only mild symptoms proof he says that the vaccine is working but with some breakthrough cases expected he says it shows our elderly are still vulnerable. We need a higher percentage of uh, of, of uh, people vaccinated in the community uh, to, to get that herd immunity. In the meantime, even with seventy five percent of the staff vaccinated, including three of five that tested positive, county commissioners are considering requiring it for all employees. We certainly we understand the the dynamics of of. The reluctance to require that. He says some employees got the vaccine this week. We asked the head of the New Hampshire Healthcare Association what private nursing homes think. Uh, There may come a day uh, where employers, and not just nursing homes, uh, think about requiring that their employees get vaccinated. But we just assume there's a voluntary route as long as we can.
3: By the way, he says the state has the highest rate of staff getting vaccinated in the country. Jennifer Crompton, W.E.W.L. Boys, it's sad what these employees are going through across the country. Uh, there's a lot of people quit their jobs over them making them mandatory. Okay, let's go to the next deal. This is what buildings of the future will look like and five ways to get there. I think this is part of what I read. Well, I'll just tell you real quick. Sustainable, livable, resilient, and affordable. Oh, this is what I read. Okay, let's move forward here. Look at this, Brad. Look here. Internet of Everything. Internet of Everything Group by the University of Cambridge. Internet of Everything aims to network everything around and even within us. Everybody that's listening to me by chat, raise your hand in the room if you understand what this means when it says Internet of Everything. Raise your hand if you understand what this means. All right, I see you, Karen. Raise your hand if you understand what this means when it says Internet of Everything, including us. Yes, I do, Mama G. All right. Okay. So everybody pretty much understands. Now, listen, this document that we're about to read, Brian, you need to really pay attention to what I'm about to read. Okay. It is very, very serious to you and your families. Okay. Because to all of you that are new following me, this is God has this on me ever since 2012 when I was in grad school I studied in London and God showed this to me in London about the internet of things okay so the internet of things means let me go over here and show you the internet of things is where everything is connected Meaning everything in this house, like I'm, I'm doing the news tonight from my house. Okay, so my TV is connected to my laptop. My laptop is connected to my phone. My phone is connected to the tablet. The tablet's connected to the car. The, if I had the appliances, the appliances would be connected. Pretty soon the houses will be connected. The windows will be connected. Everything in the house that that is technology will be connected. So if you think about all of the different devices, much less if you get the V and you are now connected because now you have it on the inside of you. Now you're connected from within. So let's say I have it on the inside of me and I walk into Walmart. All the connected devices there turn around and say, Hey, there is June night. All the devices in the room know who has arrived. And then they'll begin reading my vitals. Then they'll be reading my brain. Is she depressed? Does she have signs of a of any bacteria, you know, whatever that they would be looking for. But the Internet of Things is where everything is connected. Now, since then, we've discovered all the other Internets of. We've discovered the Internet of Bodies, where the bodies will be connected like a trans not transgender but trans human where the um, nanobots which are computer chips on the inside of you are connected to the grid so they're talking so they're talking to them and saying hey her heart looks like this her lungs look like this her brain is like this or whatever so the internet of body means the the antennas that are on those nanobots the antennas are reaching out which is why i was telling you right about the trees that are going to be sprayed with the nanobots they are going to be connecting to those inside of humans think about it humans are trees just like the bible said think about what they're saying The Bible says we are trees of righteousness. Our lungs look like trees when we are born inside of a womb of a woman. Did you know that the womb on the outside of it looks like a tree? I've got a picture of it. The veins on the outside of a womb, which comes out and is uh, released whenever the woman has the baby, you know, the rest of it comes out, it looks like a tree. A baby is born within a tree. It is connected by a vine, which is the placenta, the umbilical cord. It is connected to the adult tree. We are all trees, okay? So this tree, I know I'm getting technical, but this tree that we are is would be able to be read by the natural trees but in a satanic way so the internet of bodies is where it is now reading you like a theme okay then we learned about the internet of medical things that is where you have a pacemaker or some type of medical device that is connected to the Internet that is now giving information back to your doctor about the vitals based upon that instrument. Then we learned about the Internet of Thoughts. The Internet of Thoughts is where you have these nanobots in your brain, and they are are reporting back your thoughts. This is why a lot of people say do not sleep with the phone by your head because of the technology that's coming from the phone or whatever. You know, I don't know much about that, but uh, the Internet of Thoughts is that. So now they've elevated to the Internet of everything. So when you think of how we've been studying these robots, and these robots are... They call them machine learning. Machine learning robots are AI. So over time, they get a lot smarter than we are, and they can overthink us. So when you think of the Internet of Everything, I can't even think of a movie where robots took over except iRobot. But it's kind of like that. But everything will be connected. And, you know, it's not a good thing. Okay, so now let's go back over here to our article. Okay, so Internet of Everything, let me make this a little bit bigger because we need to really pay attention to what this is saying. Internet of Bio Nano Things. Look how it describes this, body area nanosensor network. Internet, see it showing the devices, healthcare provider. Oh, I see what it's saying. Okay, so let's say you got cancer inside. You got all these nanobots are monitoring. Look at this, monitoring cancer, drug delivery they can release drugs heart monitoring network see how it's all connecting look nano micro scale or bio cyber interface in other words the app that's on the inside of you all of this is connecting to the app which is reporting back to the beast everything that's happening within the system here. So you got like Alzheimer and epilepsy monitoring and brain stimulation network. Okay so now let's go over here and read the paper here. internet of everything aims to network everything around and even within us which will lead to interfaces that are spread which this is the interface right here which will lead to interfaces that are spread all the way from macro to nano scales. While several macro scale internet of everything implementations exist, the advances in nanotechnology and communication engineering paved the way for a proposal for internet of nano things. Wow. That's a new term internet of nano things hmm we know that can be the spraying of the tree now internet of nano things based on synthesized materials electronic circuits and interaction through electromagnetic waves Although IONT systems can be used in a number of scenarios, their biocompatibility remains an issue for intra-body deployment. Thus, the Internet of Bio Nano Things, look at there, proposal was brought forward. Under the Internet of Everything framework, ILBNT architecture, macro is big, micro is small. See, this is macro, see how big it is, macro, these are micro. They're smaller, macro, micro, okay. Internet of bio things, architecture revolves around establishing the capability to communicate And to network with biological systems, which can be used to perform operations such as, all right, look, everybody pay attention. This is what is happening with the nanobots inside your body. It's about to describe it. You ready? Intra body sensing, actuation, and connectivity control. What is actuation? Let's check this out. The action of causing a machine or a device to operate. The actuation of the cameras. Oh, okay. So like the thing that makes it move. I right. The quality and limitations of such communication networks and their supported rates can be quantified through an ICT study of these systems. Thus, a key motivation of an ICT study for a biological system is its eventual integration into the IOBNT framework and thus into the wider Internet of Everything framework. In other words, Bride, let me give it to you in layman's terms. You ready? This is the small system. This is like system A. Okay? It needs to all go into this device so it can then process all the information and send it out into the big world. Okay? That is what it is saying right here. Into the wider, this is the wider, outside of the body is the wider internet of everything. Bio-inspired nano networks and ICT-inspired neuro treatment. Now, you can't make this up either, bride. about President Trump's logo. I keep going back to the logo because the logo uh, has the neural network on it. The guy that was on President Trump's task force is a brain expert. That same expert is still on the task force with Biden. So you tell me how that works. All right. Let me put the link in the chat. There you go. And I will... Uh, pin the message so y'all have the link. A lot of people, though, if you try to share this with people, it will go right over their head. If they do not understand uh, what all of this is, it would just be right over their head. You see what I mean? Because you're going to have to explain to them what this is. I will give it to y'all as well in Facebook world. Okay, so you can share with your family and friends. There you go. There you go. Y'all can share with your friends because it is very serious what this is. Okay? All right, so let's go back to reading this because this stuff is interesting. The human body is a communication network of nano networks composed of billions of nanomachines, example cells, whose functionalities depend on molecular communications. Molecular communication is the key enabling communication methodology and biological mediums. This bio-inspired form of communication is happening within our living cells already and is coordinating in a, coordinated in a complex and successful manner, which is very true. God made the most phenomenal planetary system inside of our body, Brian. Look at the miracle of what God created. This is why it is an abomination for them to mess with the species that God created. Putting human hearts or human organs into mice. The terrible things they're doing with plants and mixing plants with animals. All these crazy things they're doing Uh, It's an abomination to God because he created us perfect. But this is right in that our body is a communication network. Under Minerva Project, we are modeling the nervous system through investigation, both theoretical and experimental of molecular communication channels involved within experimenting to establish data communication interfaces with these systems and working towards the design of a dedicated simulator for the nervous system. Now what I heard this guy teach about today was about frequencies. They can set a frequency to a certain nerve to have your brain react and do something type of deal. Uh, Ultimately, we aim to improve our understanding of this complex and grandiose molecular communication system and achieve novel ICT based treatment techniques for various nervous system disorders, such as spinal cord injuries. Our scope involves the design of man-made man machine systems. See, Design and development of artificial synapses towards artificial and hybrid neural networks and neuromorphic bioelectronics. And you know what that means, Brad. Transhumanism. But it also means that like when we was kids and used to watch the Bionic Woman and the Bionic Man, remember that? That stuff is going to come true during this weird world they're creating. Superpowers. Can you imagine what they can do with CRISPR and this technology? Terahertz communication. One of the major issues that Internet of Everything has to combat in terms of device connections is the scarcity of spectrum and, in contrast, an ever-increasing demand for data rates. The main known methods for increasing data speed are clear. Increase the bandwidth or the spectral efficiency or decreasing the signaling overhead. Up to now, data speed has been increased by increasing the spectral spectral efficiency in communication systems. However, to satisfy the needs of future data traffic, it's not possible to reach to the data speed up to 10 gigabytes by only increasing the spectral efficiency. Thus, we require new enabling technologies such as terahertz, Communication to satisfy the consumer demand. Cognitive radio sensor network. This thing is deep. Internet of energy harvesting things. Internet of things is a promising candidate in realizing efficient monitoring and control of physical world whenever and wherever needed. This vision necessitates sensors to be deployed in excessive numbers to guarantee high accuracy data collection across a large event area. However, replenishing batteries of thousands, maybe millions of devices is highly challenging. In order to resolve this issue, Internet of Energy Harvesting Things is envisioned. Although the preliminary studies on adapting energy harvesting technology to Internet of Things domain give satisfactory results. You know what I think this is bright is Tesla. You know those uh, Tesla machines, they produce energy. Internet of Space. Look at all the different internets. With the developments in the space industry, Internet of Space is a new paradigm emerging under Internet of Everythings, enabling interplanetary and suborbital networks. Right now, more than 2,000 satellites are orbiting the Earth. And many more launches are being planned, making suborbitable networks inevitable. Moreover, countless landings on extraterrestrial objects and the possibility of terraforming some of them. What is terraforming? Let's check this out. Present participants, especially in science transform a planet so as to resemble the earth especially so it can support human life wow wow Some of them to make the Internet of Space Vision imminent. Internet of Space Vision connects all suborbitable devices and outer space objects to Internet. Due to sheer distance between networking parties, standard IP-based communication techniques may not be enough to assure seamless connection to interplanetary networks. Look, Internet of Vehicles. Check this out. The recent census data suggests there are currently more than 1 billion motor vehicles on the road. With their ever increasing number, they require constant interaction with each other, drivers, passengers, and the road. Internet of Vehicles is a revolutionary concept under Internet of Everything, connecting people, vehicles, road, and sensors. Internet of V includes both. Centralized and decentralized components, where central mechanisms are responsible for policy making and the instantaneous decisions are taken at the edges. Remember what that is, brian That's the new world order. Centralized. All components of the Internet of Vehicles uses their own communication, storage, and learning capabilities, enabling fully autonomous, evolving networks. Internet of Vehicles will constantly monitor the road, traffic load, weather conditions, and perform real-time decisions. Achieving a fully functional Internet of Vehicles will reduce the carbon footprint of transportation, lower the accidents and casualties, possibly saving millions of lives, and preventing tens of millions of injuries per year. Internet of vehicles visions will also allow people to spend less time on the road with minimal involvement with the driving. Wow. Davos revelation and the remaking of civilization this is talking about the great reset all right but i am gonna call it a night bride i think this is enough news for the night uh we've already been going two hours now so i will see you tomorrow and i pray bride that you have a good evening god bless
2: Author and White House Correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books as she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries. Her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride, Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. She released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment and technology, tribulation days, and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the anti Christ agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. He explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions. Exposes the one world religion agenda. Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda. This book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who has surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment. Where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc.? So purchase the American Quad books today the before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed the equipment for the war ahead or go to www.goterehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. Drew's books today on sale if you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com thank you